and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Saturday, October 10th, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen, joined by Joe Sarvati, who is affectionately known as Coach. And this is exciting. We have bonus coverage for you. NBA Finals Game 6. Coach, the series continues. And man, this is exciting. I, I am so fired up, man. We we thought it might be over, that we were thinking NBA was going to be gone till January. Uh, we were uh, going to root for Miami to try to extend it. And, man, they got it done. So this is fantastic and a lot of excitement. This game now takes on huge meaning because if somehow Miami can pull it out, you know, the Lakers will be absolutely sweating bullets at 3-3. So, Man, I'll tell you, it's. I think it's going to be a great game. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't either. It's going to be hard to match the drama we got in Game 5. What a terrific Unreal. battle down the stretch between Jimmy and LeBron. And then, you know, to have that final play with Green, the wide-open three to, to win it. And then Morris, Morris has the rebound. And if he turned to his right, LeBron was out there. And, man, I think I'd pay money to have seen what would have happened if he kicked it to LeBron for the wide-open jumper to win the championship. That would have been amazing. I couldn't believe it. I thought he was going to shoot it. I mean, he had a mid-range shot. I mean, he could, you know, it's it was that was such a weird uh, series of events there. But, man, I'll tell you what. I If anybody ever questions if Jimmy Butler is not a superstar in this league, they need to watch this finals i mean that dude the effort that he's putting out and the beating he's i mean lebron beats the daylights out of him you know and he just uh keeps getting it done making big foul shots big steals i i can't you know that's the biggest memory i'm gonna have from this finals is you know whoever wins and all that but jimmy butler's emergence into just an unquestionable superstar in the nba for anybody that didn't think he had that status that's for sure absolutely i mean he Unreal. has now over the course of the last four games he is now averaging a triple double for those four games he's playing yep. huge minutes and let's not forget early 43 in game five, minutes a game yeah and early in game five last night he had that wrestling match with dwight howard i mean that was early on you know yep. that can take a lot out of you but you know he just he just overcomes everything and finds a way to get amazing. it done. He's been absolutely amazing. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait for game six either. And my, my, my man, Duncan, I, I've been calling for it like every game. He's going to have one where he drops 70 threes and busts out because he's such a damn good shooter. And, man, he did it at the right time, that's for sure. So this yeah. this game Sunday is going to be fantastic. I, I I'm not could not be more fired up. Yeah, we've got a lot to get into. and. Once again, we're, we're letting Coach be the analyst here, and this is October 10th, so it's the 10-10 uh, episode, and so we need a perfect 10 analysis from you, Coach, so I hope you're ready. Wow. And, okay. I'll give right. it my best shot, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Excellent. Well, we've had a great summer here in the bubble, so let's let's see if we can finish on a high note if this is, in fact, the last game. Uh, before we get into... Any of the numbers, want to thank our presenting sponsor here, betus.com.pa. Uh, awesome place to go for your sports wagering and casino action. Use that promo code COACHTALK. And let's start with their their numbers here on Game 6. Uh, I'm going to quiz you, though, uh, because uh -oh. you, 
you like the quiz, whether you're the host or the analyst. So uh, before you look, what do you think the line is here for game six? Well, I want you to know I went with you because uh, I, I thought the spread was too big at seven and a half. Man, was that an easy uh, couple of bucks on betus.com.pa. Absolutely. I loved it. No, never, never sweat a second with that plus seven and a half. Um, you know, I'm sure Miami's still the favorite by a decent amount. Closeout game, it was, I guess, eight. It was seven and a half, right? Yeah, I guessed eight last time. So I'm going to figure it comes down a little bit. I'm going to say Heat by six and a half. You mean Lakers by six and a half? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So, Freudian well, are you predicting you know a, are you predicting a 7-point win for the for the Heat? Your oh money's God. definitely going to be on Miami, huh? Oh my god. What what yeah. I, what kind of odds could I get for that? Oh, yeah, Jeez. you'd get great odds for that. So, the actual number it has come down, it's Lakers minus 5. Holy cow. So, wow, that's way have, down from 7 and a half to 5. The Heat have that. finally gotten the respect of Vegas. I mean, it's it's on now. It's legit. And I mean, that seems like a big move right there. And that's significant. I, do, do you think Dragic is going to drag himself out there a little bit? I don't. Um, you know, let, let's mention that here. We're going to assume that he's doubtful, likely out. So right. we're going to have our main analysis be that that he will not play. But, you know, the only question mark is AD. And we do expect him to play. He said he would be fine after game five. But he did look a little gimpy down the stretch. Definitely no. not a hundred percent. No. Uh, he, you know, he banged his right heel, then he twisted his left ankle. Um, so, I, I think that is it's that combined with just that outstanding performance by Miami in Game Five uh, that's contributing to that line move. It, it must be, man. I'll tell you though, AD kills me. I, I mean, I've literally seen someone get shot by a gun and like take two bullets and go down. And it was it was more graceful and with less pain than he goes down when he it, it, you would think the guy's done for his career. Seriously, when I mean, I was worried that he'd blown out his Achilles. With I the thought so right reacted. away. Yeah, and he it took like the back of his foot. He yep. was dying, and he was up against the wall. And, and I mean, took, my goodness, it took like fourteen replays for me to finally see what happened. And it was just that his right heel hit Bang the Miami ground. Heat player's knee. It was just yeah. a little tap. I, I don't get it. Now, I know, I mean, the guy's playing great. He's an awesome talent. But, man, oh, man, you talk about a guy. The other thing he does is at least two or three times a game he gets poked in the eye. And he's, <laughs> and he's, he's standing there like this with one eye open and, and just like he's he can't see. It's like, I've never seen anything like it. I, I haven't mean, either. It, it's hilarious. But I do agree with you. I don't think he's 100%. But you know what? It's Anthony Davis. So, yeah. It's not like anybody else. I guarantee you, blow for blow and bruise for bruise and twist for twist, Butler's way more banged up than he is. And, yep. you know, he just doesn't show it. I mean, he got smashed in the head by Howard. He should have been thrown out for that. Yep. And, uh, you know, that rang his bell. But he got up and got it done. He but, sure did. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I'm with you. I, I As far as the analysis, and I've been working on this almost since the last game ended, you know, I'm going to, in all my uh, stuff here, I'm going to assume that everybody's 100% go except for Dragic, who's 100% out. So that's the way that I handicap this game. Okay. And then in terms of the over-under, do you want to take a, a, a well, guess at that? I went 216. It's 
two points. I'll say 214. 214 and a half. Oh, okay. Not bad. Not bad. That's about right then. Yep, those make sense. So, yeah. Wow, that's tough. That's a tough bet. Yeah, I agree. My those least are... favorite NBA line is five. I mean, that's yep. the worst number in the world. Four is bad, too. Five is just the worst. So, I mean, if you're going to bet the Heat this time, you got to feel like you're betting the Heat to win the, the game. And, you know, what are, what are they on the money line? Uh, like about plus 190? Plus, plus 170. I'll take that. Yep. Maybe. Yep. Maybe. Five okay. is also a number where you can you can look at teasing it uh, to get it, you know, which whichever team you like to get it a more advantageous right. spot. So that's something I would do because I don't like the five either in general in the NBA. Check it out on betus.com.pa because they have so many prop bets and different ways you can play it and first quarter, second half, you name it. So if, if you want some action, that is the place to go. No doubt. Well, we know we're going to get some big action on the court, and we've got some big DFS contests, of course, and so we want to help you break those down. And, Coach, I'm going to give you the option here whether you want to start on the Miami side or the Lakers side. Let's go to the Heat first. How's that sound? That sounds good. So No particular reason. First question, then. I want to ask you about Jimmy Butler and what he has left in the tank. Because we've mentioned that he averaged a, a triple-double over the last four games. He's been absolutely phenomenal. We both have touched on the minutes. The last four games, he's played 45, 45, 43, and 47 last night. Amazing. And to me, you know, after the game, it, it looked like he was a little bit out of gas. And you have oh, to figure... Oh, no, no doubt. You have no to doubt. figure that he is... And it's short rest, you know, quote unquote, here for the NBA guys. It's only Saturday today off and then right back at it on Sunday. So, you know, is it possible for him to get another triple double push for 70 fantasy points or more on DraftKings? Or maybe will we finally, you know, see Butler's performance and think that he might actually be human? You know, I, I how can you sell him short? The run he's on right now and the guts he's showing, uh, I'm not going to bet against him not being able to come out there and get it done. I mean, he's proven himself over and over. You know, the thing that you – I, I want to qu- have a question for you because I don't get this. From the coaching standpoint, why does Vogel continue to switch the pick and, and then somebody – that shouldn't be guarding him gets stuck on him. It happens constantly. They did it like four times where Marquise Morris was stuck guarding him or the Howard was stuck guarding him. And he's going to drive past those guys. And he's not a great shooter at all from three. So, you know, if you just keep the guy that's supposed to be on him, get over the pick or don't switch it or, you know, whatever. But I don't understand why they put themselves in that hole like that. The last play where he got fouled by Davis and and made the two foul shots to win the game, it was the worst defense I've ever seen. They didn't all they ran was a simple pick and roll up top. Right. And Marquise Morris like froze, and neither they both stood there and just let him use the pick to go to the hoop. Davis had to come over like crazy to smash him, and if if he wouldn't have got smashed already, he'd have just handed it to Bam to dunk it. So right. Both guys got blown. So I don't understand that they need to change their strategy for this game if if the Lakers want to win it. They cannot continue to switch a lesser defender. And and Spolster knows it. So 
they're identifying it. They're using whoever they want to guard Butler to set that pick, you know, on offense, whoever, Markeith is Gardner, whomever. Right. And then they're just, they're not doing anything to change that. So they're either going to have to run a double at them uh, or, or do something, you know, just like Miami did to win this game. Miami won that game because they said, and I'll tell you, I got to give credit to Jeff Van Gundy. He, he said exactly what I had just said to my son. I said, you do not let Anthony Davis or LeBron beat you here. Right. You go, you double both of them, and you let literally let KP or Green or those guys shoot a wide open shot before yep. you let those two guys beat you. And they did, and look what happened. Green, you know, almost shot an air ball, it barely hit the front of the rim, and that's that's the way you do it. And if I'm if I'm the Lakers, I say that same thing. I am not letting Butler beat me because I'll tell you, you were right. And it cost me in this game. Bam is not right. He is either hurting or his confidence is shook because of the games he missed or he's not back in a rhythm. But he does. He looks like maybe 60 percent of himself. So that means all of that weight is on Butler's shoulders. Now, we, you know, the Heat got lucky because uh, Robinson was was draining a bunch of threes. But still, every big basket, every big steal, every big rebound. So. You know, if I'm the Lakers and I'm I'm going along with this because it it really came into how I built my my lineup here, is if I'm the Lakers, I find a way, somehow, some way to double, switch pick, go under the pick, whatever you have to do to not let Jimmy Butler take the damn ball to the hoop or shoot a mid range jumper. The only way Butler beats me is if all of a sudden he makes five threes, and you live with that because. I don't think that's going to happen. So I, I say that because I can't imagine knowing what's on the line here that Vogel and his staff aren't going to try to figure out a way to eliminate him going to the basket. I agree with you. Yeah, great analysis. He, Jimmy Butler has been victorious, so to speak, in everything the Lakers have sent his way, every matchup, every scenario, left side, right side, top of the key, posting, I mean, how about that that move late in the fourth where he drove towards the right block, turn around, little Dirk fall away, you know? Ridiculous. He's yeah, but did you everything. see who he made that on? I'm trying to remember. Was it? It was Markeith Morris. It was Markeith. And, yeah. And and the problem, you know, you know what? It's yes, give credit to to Butler, but give as much credit to Spolster. They have a tremendous game plan. I mean, they literally wait to see who's guarding them. And then they send the guy that they want to switch off on to him to set the screen, right. spread the floor, flash it. I mean, they have a great game plan, and L.A. is not reacting to it. And like you said, Jimmy Butler is one of the perfect candidates to be able to drive to the rim or get himself open for the mid-range jumper. Right. You know, when or guys like to a guy if, if he's open. Right. But, but when, when a guy he's like... not the perfect guy to do is shoot the three. Right. But when he's got a guy like Morris or Howard on him, he just gets a little wiggle, one or two dribbles, and he can get to his spot, you know, 18, 20 feet away and, and you yeah. know, get that mid-range too. So uh, he's been phenomenal. I agree. You know, they need to come up with a new scheme, maybe double him more and get the ball out of his hands. Um, you know, the problem is the, those sharpshooters, um, you, you just don't want to leave guys open. So you'd have to have guys like, you know, KCP stay home, on Duncan Robinson, we, we saw multiple times, he just freezes for half a second, 
and Duncan Robinson gets a, a foot or two of airspace, and he's got one of the quickest releases ever. And such a sharpshooter, you just can't leave those guys open. You can't leave Hero open. So it's a but tough you know assignment what, though? for the Lakers. I, I agree with you that you have to – you can't leave Duncan Robinson. He's just a freak three-point shooter that gets gets rid of the ball quick. But you know what? I'll take my chances of winning an NBA championship by giving a, some extra shots to Crowder, to Hero even, and to uh, Iguodala – and to you know, all those guys get let them have five shots or three or four threes, and live with it rather than letting Butler take it to the hole and get fouled for the millionth time where he's shooting ninety four percent or shoot that little mid range jumper. So you know you got to pick your poison. And for me, I think especially with Bam not playing, you know, I mean he missed that one dunk even. He's just not right. And you know, with that being the scenario here. I mean, I know I'm being repetitive here, but it just seems such a simple strategy. Double him, don't let him penetrate, make somebody else beat you. That's, uh, you know, and that I'm thinking they may try to do. I'm maybe giving them too much credit, but that scares me a little bit with Butler. So that's my prelude to discussing the heat here. Yeah, so let's get into that next group of guys other than Butler and Bam. We saw Duncan Robinson step up in a huge way. Played 37 minutes, got over 40 fantasy points on DraftKings because he shot the lights out. Yep. Seven of 13 on three-pointers. And, you know, his hot streak took away a little bit from Hero. Hero played a few uh, few less minutes, got a few less shots. And, of course, Kendrick Nunn got hot off the bench. Yeah. And, and Good so, call, by the way. You had him as a captain. That was a sweet call. Yeah, we were almost in, in takedown mode there with, with the members – uh, with none, you know, had a couple lineups with him that finished top 5%, top 3% on DraftKings because with none as the captain, uh, you got the three studs in there and then two decent role play- players. And that's why, you know, I often talk about on DraftKings looking for that guy in that 4 to 6K range to be your captain because uh, it just it really sets you up uh, for the rest of your lineup if he has a solid game. So, yeah, yeah that was that was fun. Um but, you know, now he's been priced up a little bit. Uh, Duncan Robinson priced up again. Uh, so it got, it's gotten a lot tighter here with the rotations and the pricing. Um, but just uh, those three guys in general, Duncan Robinson, Hero, and Dunn, you know, three key shooters for Miami, if, especially if the Lakers get the ball out of Butler's hands more, those guys are going to have an opportunity. So what do you think about that trio here in Game 6? Well, you know, the the thing that stood out to me, and I have not ever seen this in a showdown slate in the NBA that I can remember, and it's LeBron and Davis are the two most expensive guys on both sites, uh, FanDuel and DraftKings. But would you believe me if I told you, this this goes to show you how lopsided it is with the L.A. uh, performance. The next six, there's only five guys on the court at one time. The next six guys are all Miami Heat. So that, that is like the most hilarious thing ever. If that yep. doesn't tell you that you have to play LeBron and Davis, I mean, you have to. Because they they literally had, what, 81% of the points in this last game, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for, for that team. So, you know, again, to, and I'll, I'll just go through the six because I just find it mind-boggling that, that there's not a third guy for the Lakers that can bust the top six for Miami. But, you know, Butler at 11-4, and this is DraftKings. Butler at 11-4, Bam at 9-6, 
Hero at nine. Dragic at 8-4, even though he's not going to play, but he's still priced there. Duncan Robbins, Robinson at 7-6. Jay Crowder at 6-8. So you've got six guys in a row, even though one's hurt. And then you just have Pope that sneaks in there, and it's right back to Kendrick Nunn again. So you have seven right. out of eight uh, guys. So, you know, to me, that that's what I want to mention is this, what we discussed now, with this group of Heat guys, I think is going to be the differentiator because almost everybody's going to have LeBron and Davis. So the question is, how do you build out the Heat guys to fit in and then go down and get some value? So that's where I think it becomes a, a question. So tell me the three guys you wanted me to comment again on. I want to know about these shooters, Duncan Robinson, Hero, and Nunn. Okay. Well, you know, I, I didn't play Hero the last time around because I just I don't like quite the way he's playing right now. I think he's feeling it a little bit. And he really hasn't had a bust-out game. He's been okay. but Game, uh, game four was good. Game four yeah, was his best. Was good. Back down to earth in game five. Yeah. And, you know, at that price, 9000 on DraftKings, and, you know, now he's all the way up to 11000 on FanDuel. You know, I just – I don't – feel confident not in his game right now. So that's one. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, you know, he's had two very, very efficient games off the bench. I just think that that's sort of his ceiling games right now. So if that'll get it done for you, what did he finish with, like 25? Yeah, 24 and a half. Yep, on DraftKings, yep. So, I mean, that may get it done for you. I just, you know, he just reeks of somebody that's going to get like 17 for me, fantasy points. And so I don't, I'm not really thrilled that his uh, price is still a little too high, I think, for the minutes he'll get. And uh, Duncan Robinson, you know, that seems like a points chaser. You know, he had 26. Everybody sees it. You run back to him. Well, the Lakers saw it too. And they know, you know, the one guy other than Butler that you got to go out there and get a hand for sure is Duncan Robinson. I think that they would rather have Hero or any of those guys shoot from out there other than Duncan Robinson. So his price has gone up consistently on both sites. 7-6 now on DraftKings and 9,500 uh, on FanDuel. So there's a chance I may not use any of those three guys, believe it or not. Am I nuts? Yeah. I think, I think that would be a real GPP play. Uh, I think... I think you need to use at least one of them, uh, if not two, again, depending on the site. And, you know, the way I look at it is that Hero has become more of the GPP play than Duncan Robinson, just because he is more expensive, like you said. And Robinson has been better on average over the course of the last couple games. So, you know, to, to pay up for Hero... What you have to do is project that Duncan Robinson is going to come back down to earth a little bit, and right. Hero is going to improve, especially on that Game Five performance. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. You know, I, I see the value with Duncan Robinson, uh, and and I, I was listening to Butler after the game, his comments where he pre- he predicted that Duncan Robinson would have another great game in Game Six. So yeah. they obviously are talking about ways to get Robinson the ball. We saw those those handoffs where. Robinson would run from the paint, 
sprint out to the perimeter, you know, rub shoulder to shoulder with one of the bigs, get the handoff, and that would Amazing. give him just enough room to get that shot off. So they're obviously, you know, devising ways to get him just enough space to get a three off. Yeah. So, you know, that for that reason, he's in play for me, and he is cheaper than Hero. But I am going to I'm going to play some GPPs with Hero instead of Robinson, even though he's more expensive, because I do think there's a chance that, you know, the ball will just bounce a little bit better for Hero in this game. He was down to was only one rebound in the last game after having a couple games this series with hard seven. I know What's that? that was hard to believe. I couldn't yeah. believe that he, I mean, he only had one rebound. Well, that's just he's, the, he's been doing so well. That's that. just the way the ball bounces sometimes. You know, Butler yeah. got all the extra rebounds in game five. So, yeah. you know, if that comes back a little bit, then, you know, I, I like Hero's opportunity here. Kind of a buy low situation, even though his price is higher, uh, you know, buy low on the recent performance. And hope He'll have a lower ownership probably than Dun Duncan Robinson, which is right. shocking. You would have never yeah. guessed that at the beginning of the series. But... You know, the thing with Duncan, too, just to mention, he did grab five rebounds. When he can get in there and get a few rebounds, he had a couple of assists and a steal. So, you know, once he he, he needs a little ancillary help there with those threes, then he can really do well. But the problem is, you know, two games ago he had one rebound and, you know, one steal, not really much of anything. The game before that he did okay, but the game before that, no rebounds, one steal, no blocks. Uh, you know, so you just wonder. I mean, there's games. He did have a game in this series where he had zero and, you know, and he had a, a game with nine points. So, you know, I'm with you. I mean, he's the hot guy. They want to get him the ball. His release is the quickest. I mean, he's he reminds me of a combination of like J.J. Redick curl, coming off those curl screens, catching it and sort of like old school here but reggie miller when you know he the ball would barely hit his hand and it was yeah. up so i don't i mean i don't even think he saw the basket sometimes he just felt the the shot and robinson's sort of like that so plus he has size he's not a short kid either that's the thing that makes him really good as compared to reddick and some of the other great shooters is you know he's got height i think he's a, a, a clean six six right. maybe and yeah. so yeah so i i mean i like him I, I he would probably be the guy of the three that I'd go to, but you know I I just want to try to figure out if there is a path, uh, you know to 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 put Butler or Bam in there. I just I'm sour on Bam, but it's probably a false sour, and I think a lot of people probably feel like I do. They saw him miss the dunk. They heard the commentators keep saying he didn't look right, you know, and I agree, but, you know, big minutes in a position like that, it's, you know, it's not, it, he still gets blocks. He get he gets a lot of stuff, you know? So I'm trying to figure out if I can put Butler or Bam in somehow, some way with LeBron and Davis, one or the other. Is, is that going to be possible? Well, I, it's not going to be possible on FanDuel just because of their price as a trio. You'd have to go with somebody in your lineup who's not going to play. Uh, okay. you, you, you could get you know Dwight Howard in there for a few minutes, and then you'd have to go to somebody in the $6,000 range who's, who's not going to play. 
So the only possible way you get those three guys together is on DraftKings. If you use a cheap captain, you'd have to use somebody like Iguodala or Caruso. Yeah. Uh, and so that that's the way to do it. And so let's talk about Iguodala and mm-hmm. Crowder. Those are the last two guys on the Heat who we haven't mentioned. And, right. you know, again, f- from the big picture scenario, if you didn't notice, only seven guys played for the Heat in game five. Yep. The Lakers had nine guys in their rotation. So it's, you know, it's just a much tighter scenario. And I think that's part of the reason why the pricing fell like you described it with two Lakers right. guys and then six Heat guys. But the, the other thing about Iguodala here is we, we talked about him in game five, stepping up as a veteran, and he did. He was actually the difference maker on both sites. He was in the winning lineup yep. in the big GPPs, and he was actually the captain on the winning lineup on DraftKings. Again, Wow. a, a guy who's under th- he was under 3,000, and you play him as your captain. That way you can get A.D., Butler and LeBron, and he Sweet. didn't even score a point in the game. He he got yeah. four, fourteen fantasy points, yeah. and he was the the winning lineup as the captain. Uh, so that's why I, I harp on that so much. Smart. But um, he's been priced up a little bit now. He's up to four thousand on DraftKings, so yeah. a, a little bit tougher to even squeeze him in. But um, do you have confidence in him that he could potentially step up again here in Game Six? And any change on Crowder for you? Because I haven't been playing Crowder. Uh, he just hasn't been doing it, and he's obviously much more expensive. Yeah, you know, I mean, Iguodala is going to get minutes in the 20s. I mean, they're going to have a super short bench. You know, he's a closer. He's he's a, an important guy on the floor defensively and just, you know, the experience alone. I mean, it was a, it's amazing. They, they had said during the game, he and LeBron have played in 25 finals games against each other which i thought was an amazing stat that's a lot of finals games yes it is to go head to head um you know but i think it's 7500 on fanduel and that 4000 price on DraftKings. i think it's reasonable i mean you know he's not going to have as bad of a scoring game <laughs> that's right can't get any not worse. as you know, no you can't get worse than zero but you know he did have six rebounds two assists a block and a steal so you know, he's going to get that stuff, and he's going to get minutes in the low 20s. So, you know, I know that it's hard when you look at 14, 6.75, 7.25, and 11.5. How do you get excited for a guy like that? But it's in the grand scheme of things, like you just said. The winning lineup on DraftKings had him as captain. They took it down, and he didn't score an actual real point. Right. But you've got, if you want to get three studs in, you've got to make those sacrifices and I'm, you know, Iguodal is certainly well in play for me again. I think, you know, he could just as easily have a 22-23 DFS points game uh, without question. I, I yep. really believe he has that. So, and then as far as Crowder, you know, that's a guy that I rode for quite a while and played quite a bit. And he, he has disappointed. I mean, he's, he's getting minutes, but he's, you know... His price isn't great, and he's not shooting the ball well. I mean, another four for 13 after two for seven and five for 12. I mean, you know, you can't shoot, you know, 30% from the field, uh, you know, over three stretch games like that at that price he is. But let me ask you this, because, you know, 
40 minutes the last game, 35-34. Those are the last three games. You know, it, there is something to be said about the way the ball bounces. The guy hustles. He gets some steals. You know, he just needs a couple of rebounds to, to, to bounce his way. I think he's a logical option, but it's hard to pull the trigger because his price is just a little higher than you'd want. If he was cheaper, I think he's a dead cinch play. But again, it, it depends on that build. You know, he's six eight on DraftKings, and you know, on FanDuel, uh, I think he's a he's 9, also yeah, and that just makes you hesitate. You know, yeah. For me, it turns into a GPP play for Crowder, which isn't really what you want to do with him. He's more of a cash guy. He is so solid. Right. Um, His minutes are assured. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, you know, if I put in five lineups on FanDuel, maybe I'd play him once in a GPP. Um, but the, the price and his production here in this series has been consistent. And so I, I'm not not really interested in him in general. I, I'd be more interested in Iguodala, like you said, um, to get almost as many points potentially as Crowder, uh, you know, in terms of fantasy points. So, um, But half the minutes, that's the only thing that's, right. you know, that's the hard part of it, but I, you know, I agree with you. I mean, it's it comes down to salary. It's that simple. Excellent. All right. Well, before we transition to the Lakers, let's take a minute and hear from Coach's favorite voice, the man uh, representing BetUS.com.pa. Wake up, sports betters. Sports are in high gear at BetUS.com, so put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line at BetUS. Earn bragging rights over your friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry, BetUS. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, but more importantly, you need a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, basketball, MMA, golf, horse racing, and even esports. No other sportsbook welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw-dropping sign-up bonuses. Sign up now with promo code COACHTALK for 125% sign-up bonus up to two grand. The best in the biz. Now you have the best book in the business with the best DFS provider in the business, Coach Talk. Create your account to make point spread bets, futures bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sportsbook is as committed to their members as BetUS. Sign up now and get in on the winning side of the ball. Okay, welcome back. Be sure to use that promo code Coach Talk. Get that 125% match. Thank you very much to our partners at BetUS. And then after you do that, come to our website, dfscoachtalk.com, and join us as a member. Uh, take advantage of our, our, our lineups that we give out on FanDuel for Game 6 here of the NBA Finals. We'll give out a cash lineup on, on FanDuel and a full GPP lineup. And then we'll give out our core four on DraftKings. Lately, we've been doing a cash core four and a GPP core four. Uh, and we do this lineup uh, situation for every sport. It's not just basketball, so still a great time to join. We do football, baseball, and golf. And uh, we've had a lot of fun with our members here this summer. So uh, DFSCoachTalk.com, pick up the weekly, monthly, or annual membership, and we'll give you an invitation to our Discord by email. Sounder uh, coach. It does. We we only have four days left for the fall special, which still is a, a 
uh, break for you uh, from the financial side. If you sign up because you're with us, then through the end of the year, get all of uh, football and then the rest of our, we, you know, everything you once you join and are in Discord, you get everything that we have. Um, and there are rumors out there that there are talks of a winter special that may follow this yes. special. So you That's definitely right. want to join in next week and, and listen for that announcement. Uh, we'd love to have you. We're growing fast. And, uh, you know, our goal is to, you know, build up and get to a point where we're going to cap memberships for each sport. Uh, and, you know, we'll go that whole direction once we get to that point. But right now, take advantage of, uh, you know, uh, the Coach Talk offer being everything that we provide, all lineups, all content, uh, all our breakdowns, et cetera. So, and if you're watching us on YouTube right now, um, I want to make another mention on this because it's important. Please give us the thumbs up. Please hit the, uh, the alarm button there in the right corner. Uh, that's important to let you know, give you an alert when our podcast posts. And then the bit most important thing is to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're growing very, very quickly there, and it's important for us as far as the algorithm with uh, YouTube and getting into more of the search areas by getting more subscribers. So we really appreciate that. Plus, you get into our monthly drawing, uh, which we're only at the 10th, so we still have 21 days left. We'll be drawing on Halloween for a free one-month membership to Coach Talk for the month of November. So uh, all you got to do to be eligible for that is to become a subscriber during the month of October uh, to our, our channel on YouTube. So awesome stuff. Excellent. All right, so let's jump into the Lakers side here and let's start at the top with the big studs, LeBron and AD. I want to get your perspective on uh, where you would lean if you could only pick one. And I'm going to give you my quick perspective on this. Even though LeBron is a little bit more expensive on both sites, to me, I view him a little bit more as a cash play out of these two. I just feel like I can trust his output a little bit more with the setting here in game six, AD a little bit dinged up. And I look at AD more as a GPP option um, where I'm just not as confident in what he'll do, but I certainly recognize his incredible upside. But... Um, what are your what what are your thoughts here on this duo before game six? Well, for once in my life, I'm gonna be very short-winded here. I know I know no one's gonna believe it because <laughs> I go on and on and on. But this is the simplest thing of the season for me in basketball. Okay. And I'm just gonna let everybody know that our listeners, LeBron James, put him as your captain, period. Anthony Davis. Put him as your second guy on FanDuel, the 1.5. Definitely roster him in your uh, utility spot on DraftKings. And after those two are plugged into those top two spots, that's it. I, I don't want any, and I'm going to use a word, I hate hate to say this for the Lakers fans. I don't want any of these clowns. They're, they're clowns. You want I'm so tired of sitting there chewing my fingers off for Rondo, Pope, Morris, uh, Kuzma, he stinks. Caruso, he stinks. Howard's terrible. You know, I'm <laughs> done with it. I'm done. It's 
take LeBron, take Davis, and then fill in strategically with the Heat guys, and that's it. There you go. That's my fastest analysis of all times. That was quick. It was bold. Um, interesting take. Yeah, I'm. I'm a little bit different on FanDuel. I, I like the idea of you know aiming for that on DraftKings, and I'll break down my perspective on that a little bit more here in a second. But on FanDuel, I just can't do that because that means I can't play Jimmy Butler. And I, I still think Butler is more likely to score more fantasy points than AD. You know, the big question mark is Butler's fatigue. I, I really am nervous about that for him. Sure. Can, can he finally hit the wall and be, again, somewhat pedestrian for him and not have triple-double type numbers? But like you said at the top, I don't really want to bet against it. So I don't either. But, you know, also L.A. should be doing some type of strategy also. On top of right. that, so you got the double concern there: is does LA adjust, and is he somehow, you know, human? Right. Uh, I guess. But I'm with you. Okay. So over on DraftKings, um, what I think you can do is, if you want to get AD in there, you can. I I I want LeBron and Butler, but I, I'm not going to use them as my captain um, because then you, I don't want to get into that group you talked about for three or four spots. So I'm going to go with a cheaper captain. And if you want all three studs in there, then like you, like I said earlier, you got to have somebody like Iguodala or Caruso as your captain. Or if you go in the mid-tier for your captain, then you can get two of the studs and then you fill out your roster. And um, in that case, I'm not going to play AD. I'm going to go with LeBron and Butler. And okay. some, of these, some of the mid-tier options you can look at are unfortunately guys that you, you don't you don't sound too excited about clowns. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, KCP, Rondo, and maybe none. Um, but KCP is kind of growing on me here as a potential captain. Yeah, you know he's actually Boy, he, been, had, he had a dead nuts three that would have put the game away too and, and airballed it. So. Right. Well, I mean, I'm not saying that he's uh, you know that I'm ready to select him as my favorite shooter in the league, my most cut clutch player in the series. Yeah. But I do like that he's he's had four out of five games, right around 25 fantasy points on DraftKings. Yeah. And that's all you need. You it's just, not bad. But he's yeah. not super cheap, though. He's not super cheap, but he does allow you to get two studs in there and play some guys after that that you can be excited about. Yeah. You know, Instead of having to go to somebody like Markeith Morris or somebody like Caruso uh, you know, or Kuzma, you don't have to play those guys. So, yeah. Um, that's that's my thought there in terms of the the overall strategy with those two uh, two big guys for the Lakers. Now let's get into that middle tier of the Lakers a little bit more here because you know it, it is a big group. It's a bigger group than Miami. There's seven other guys other than LeBron and AD who are in the rotation right. who who you have to consider and you might just cross them off the list. But you know, is there anybody else you like at all on the Lakers side? You know, I again, I just so down on all those guys. It's not even funny. But, you know, if I'm forced to use a cheap Laker, I want to go as cheap as I humanly can go, which is Marquise Morris, because I don't he like him. I don't, I don't on, like him. I don't like Howard. I don't like Caruso. I don't like I hate those guys. But, you know, if the only path to get the rest of the guys in your lineup, I think 
you can feel safe at least, although he sucked this last game defensively. Did you do you know what his final line was in this game? Who's Fantasy this? points? Marquise Morris? Yeah, it was negative on both sides. Minus point two five. Now that's tough to do. That's tough to do. That and is he, not easy to do when you're and out you there. You know what? For he did it in 22 23, minutes. Yeah. 23 22, minutes. 22 minutes, 33 seconds. How can you? I mean, that's just unbelievable. He, he looked sluggish. His legs, he, he didn't have terrible. the first. Yeah. He looked terrible. So the question is does Vogel see that? Does the staff, you know, staff see that? And does he sit? Maybe he doesn't get the minutes. So you got a risk there. You could take a goose egg, although that would be better than minus 0.25. <laughs> but, you know, there's your risk. So you play Morris, you take a goose, you're dead. That sucks. But, you know, how excited can you – I mean, you tell me. You know how I feel about these guys. Can you get excited at all about these other Laker dudes? I mean, how do you trust uh, – Caruso and and Kuzma and these guys. I don't know even. I can't even make a case for him. Well, I'll I'll make a case for him, and you know part of it is just lineup construction necessity. I think you need to play one of them, you know, almost in all scenarios. So it's a matter of finding which one, you know, based on if you're going with a cheaper captain like KCP, or you're just going for one value play on Fanduel potentially. I, I think there there are some decent options. You know, KCP and Rondo, I, I do like uh, really on both sides. Those are the two guys out of the group that I would consider on either site. Um, but are they cheap enough though? I mean, I don't know if it it solves your purpose of getting the studs in there. Yeah, they're not they're cheap, are they? They're just cheap. They're just cheap enough. Rondo, a little bit a little bit much on DraftKings, but uh, they're both playable on FanDuel. Okay. But the, the next tier is really the, I mean, let's get into it here. That's the nitty gritty where you really got to evaluate and, and, and think about it if you're going to actually roster one of those guys. So Kuzma to me is uh, a GPP option on FanDuel because he's cheaper than Markeith Morris. You know, he's getting, he got around the same minutes as Markeith. And in game five, you know, Markeith was out there for all that time. He only went 0 for 2 from the field. He just didn't have it. He it's wasn't terrific. getting open, wasn't yeah. shooting. Kuzma went 3 for 10. And if it's – give me 10 shots again from Kuzma in game six. Maybe he makes five or six of them. Maybe he is a little bit more aggressive, gets four or five rebounds, a, a steal or a block. Bottom line is I think he can pay off the value in the GPP. And like you said, if they just say, you know what, we don't really want to see Morris at all, or maybe we'll give Morris awesome. five – five minutes in each half, then maybe Kuzma gets a few extra minutes. And what happens if AD is limited? What if he has to miss a few extra minutes? Kuzma is going to step up there and, and they're going to rely on him for scoring. So I like Kuzma on FanDuel as a potential GPP play. And then with Danny Green and Caruso, uh, Danny Green, I have not played barely at all. Don't really want to play him, but you know, he didn't play bad other than that last shot. He, he was three for eight from the field. He was two for five on three-pointers. He got 24 yeah. minutes. And yeah. with, with how he's been called out in the media, uh, you know, we had Brenton share he's that uh, a beating. the tweet from Snoop Dogg <laughs> all over him. I mean, he That's can't just, terrible. you know, he's not just going to hear that and see that stuff and then just kind of go about his way and be okay with it. I mean, he's going to come out aggressive and yes. – 
yeah. give it his best. So uh, there's a GPP option on Fan, uh, sorry, on DraftKings. He's a little bit cheaper, and then Caruso is just so cheap. You know, again, he's basically half the price of Rondo on DraftKings. Yeah. Uh, he, he, you know, he's only had one game at 20 fantasy points in this series. So he, you know, he just hasn't been doing it. He hasn't been involved enough. So yeah. it, it is a GPP play uh, based on his price. I would consider him on DraftKings. I'm not, not really excited about him, but, you know, I think you have to play with it and uh, analyze it in that way um, because we know that uh, if one of them spikes, you know, they, they could be the difference maker in a GPP. Uh, yeah, I mean, something's got to give. The salaries are tough. I mean, and especially if you're going to do like I am and ride LeBron and Davis, I mean, you've got to make some type, hold your nose on somebody. I mean, it's more than likely you're going to have to do that. But I would rather do it with the Heat guy because they they can all pitch in. And, you know, there's only seven of them playing. And they I think they have a higher propensity to contribute than the rest of the Lakers cast after LeBron and Davis. The other thing I think will happen, and, and I've said it every game, and I know it's repetitive, but it's continued to go that way every every game. The Lakers are better when they go smaller against this Heat team. It's just the matchups. And I think you're going to see Howard with minimum minutes again. You won't see McGee. I think Morris after that performance will probably be reduced minutes. I think you're going to see Anthony Davis playing mostly center. And so, like you said, you're going to get smaller lineups. You'll get, you know, guys playing bigger. And it doesn't matter when you have LeBron out there because he's a, a one, two, three, four, five himself. So, uh, you know, I think that's probably the route it will go, which means, you know, it, it is really Russian roulette trying to figure out of all those Lakers guys uh, who's going to step up. I will say that in a closeout game, I expected Rondo to play better and play more this last game, and he didn't. And he's he usually shows up. So I know his price isn't phenomenal, but uh, he certainly could be a guy that could be a slate changer as well. Yeah, and he's 0 for 8 on three-pointers in his last three games. Right. And so, again, if he just turns it around, hits a couple of those, all of a sudden a it's a those. much different story for Rondo's fantasy output. So, And if they go smaller and do play Davis, they like to bump you know, uh, LeBron to the wing and let Rondo play the point. I think that's their best opportunity to win and not try to force Morris or Howard or any of those chumps uh, you know, uh, in there that just screw everything up defensively uh, for the Lakers. So... It's yeah, it's I'll tell you, there's a lot of intrigue here. A lot of coaching strategy is going to come into play. But, uh, you know, I, I'm going to be silently rooting for the heat because I like the heat and I'd love to see a game seven. But DFS wise, I'll be rooting for the Lakers because it's going to be all about needing LeBron and Davis to just blow up, you know, to get it done. And I'm you know, I'm even factoring in probably a six minute rest period when Davis rolls around like his arm was ripped out of the socket and somebody, you know, chopped off his foot and then he's got to go over and sit down, you know, and get oxygen and the, the pad, I got to bring the paddles out. And then, and then two minutes later, he'll, he'll be back in flying through the lane with a dunk. So, right. you know, I factored in that, you know, death time for Davis and I still got to put him in there. 
absolutely. You got you got it. You got to factor that in. So. Yes. Uh, before we get any last final thoughts from Coach, if he has them, just want to mention on social media, you can follow all of us at DFS Coach Talk on Twitter. You can follow the coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. You can follow me at Language Olympic. You can follow Shane, who's grinding right now for our NFL podcasts, at D-E-T Sports Shane. Uh, we'll yeah. have those two NFL podcasts late tonight. So be sure to uh, tune into those. We'll do one for the main slate where we go position by position and then one for the Sunday and Monday night primetime games. Awesome. And uh, charity of choice here at DFS Coach Talk, mambaon3.org. That's M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. Coach, any final thoughts before the, the monstrous clash in game six? Just uh, excited. I mean, it's going to be an incredible Sunday of sports. I mean, we've got Major League Baseball Division's Championship Series. We've got foot, NFL football. And then a Game 6 in the NBA Finals. I mean, it's mind-boggling. It's been great that today, Saturday, we, we actually are getting somewhat of a breath. Watch a little golf, you know, prepare. But, you know, check out this pod. It'll post in the afternoon so you have all the way until tomorrow night. Uh, when the game's played, check that out. Certainly follow Andrew and uh, Shane with their terrific football podcast. We had a treat today. We got a, a picture of Shane as a toddler in our uh, in our Discord. That <laughs> yes, was we did. that was. <laughs> hey, anything to bring a little chuckle here. Uh, we'll take it in 2020. We beat each other up in there so bad it's not even funny. But uh, no, it was it was great. You got to catch those guys though. They're terrific. They're They've been red hot in football so far. And then, you know, my my last piece of advice is, uh, you know, ride LeBron and Davis, figure out that Miami rotation to make it fit financially. And if you do have to hold your nose on a guy, you know, uh, that's one of those guys that uh, I called clowns and stink and all this, and they're going to be NB champs probably. But uh, if you do have to hold your nose, figure out which one fits. Click it in there real quick and don't look at it. Just get it in there, make it work, and then and take it down. So I do want to say one last thing though. I don't be afraid, and I love your strategy. I know that the you know Igadala in the captain took it down. You've done phenomenal with your captains like none. But I really think this it's just LeBron James series. When I played him in captain two games ago, he had 102.75. And I just, I don't see how he isn't going to do that this game. He's the man. He's unbelievable. And I think he steps it up here and gets it done. So if you can make it work, don't be afraid to pay the 18-9 or whatever on DraftKings that you have to do to do to put him into the captain spot. So that is it, sir. Yeah. I, am, I am ready for a phenomenal day. I'm very excited for this game six. And I hope we're back for a game seven. Why not? That would be excellent. So if we are not, thank you all for your support throughout the summer here on NBA. Keep tuning in with us here on uh, NFL and PGA. And uh, be sure to tune in early in the week for the Game 7 preview if there is one, because we'll be here for sure. So thank you for all of your support on behalf of the coach and Sugar Shane Caldwell, the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team. I am Andrew Hansen, and we'll catch you next time when we look to crush it in DFS.